Today is April 22nd, and this is the 57th episode of the MMA Mike podcast. I'm back today talking about UFC 261. I'm going to give a preview, and I got to say, boy, this card is absolutely stacked. This main card is so stacked. Uh, We got three title fights and some great fights underneath it. And I think the UFC did a good job of not putting too many big names on the prelims and giving a lot of these young fighters a chance to make names for themselves. Uh, So it should be great. You know, we got four early prelim fights and we have four prelim fights and then a stack stack main card. So I'm going to dive right into the main card right now. Starting off with the main event in the welterweight division. You know, we have Kamaru Usman taking on Jorge Masvidal. Again, uh, this is the rematch. They first faced each other at UFC 251 back in July. That resulted in a unanimous decision for Kamaru Usman. And, uh, you know, on all the judges' scorecards, Kamaru had the fight won 50-45, winning all rounds. And, uh, you know, when you look at this rematch, you think, well, what's going to really be any different, you know? And that's kind of why Kamaru wants to take this rematch is because he wants to put a little bit more of a stamp on the win over Jorge Masvidal. He wants to, you know, bury him this time. And Jorge Masvidal stepped on, you know, into the fight against Kamaru Usman at UFC 251 on late notice. Um, Six days notice, Usman was supposed to face Burns. Burns got COVID, so that fight had to get scratched. So... Masvidal stepped in late notice and you know it was seen as you know a win-win situation because he wasn't probably going to win yet he's kind of saved the day with the main event and it didn't hurt him really if he lost because he had the fallback excuse of oh I didn't have a full training camp and uh, Usman wants to get rid of those excuses he wants to beat him you know and say look there's no excuses this time so you know we're going to get this rematch and um I'm going to be straight up. I'm going Usman because I don't see there being any real difference uh, in the fight this time, you know. I think, okay, yeah, Jorge Masvidal might be a little more sharp and have a little bit more uh, better cardio and in shape for this fight because, you know, he didn't have such a rough weight cut and he'll have more of a training camp. But like I mentioned uh, back when I did the preview of, you know, UFC 251 before this fight, Jorge Masvidal was training up until uh, up until the fight. I mean, he was. Maybe not full fight camp type training, but he was training. So, you know, I think his excuses were a little bit BS, but uh, I think, you know, we're going to see a good display of, of what Kamaru Usman is, and he continues to improve. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to see another win by him. I don't necessarily know if this time he does finish Jorge Masvidal but I certainly think he wins um I would like to see him finish Masvidal I think it'd be interesting one thing I want to note is you know when you look back at Masvidal's you know past fights okay his last fight he lost against Usman before that he beat up Nate Diaz which honestly if I'm being honest with you it's not super hard to do if you have the right style to do it Uh, I think we're going to maybe see Leon Edwards take an approach like Jorge Masvidal, but that's for another time. Uh, And before that, you know, he knocked out Ben Askren with a flying knee. 
And then before that, he did knock out Darren Till, but he was losing that fight up until he knocked out Till, in my opinion. And Till now moved up to middleweight, I think, because, you know, he was cutting too much weight. So I kind of discredit his last three wins a little bit. You know, now I'm not taking away from him being a mixed martial artist. I think he's a great mixed martial artist, but I just don't think he's championship caliber, if I'm being honest. And I think when Usman beats him, this is going to send him down, and I don't think he'll really ever get a title shot again as long as Kamaro's champion. And I also think that, you know, this is just going to make him fight fights and uh, name fights, you know, and, and uh, that's okay. You know, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Jorge Masvidal, but I think we're going to, he's going to get exposed a little bit again, you know. His talk is a little bit too much for his actions when, you know, I don't really see as much there as maybe a lot of people do. I see a lot in Kamar Usman, and I think we're going to see him perform very, very well. Now, the one thing I will say, if you're looking for some kind of default in Usman, I mean, he just finished Burns on the feet, which is not an easy thing to do because Gilbert has very good striking. So maybe you could make the argument that Usman might fall you know, in love with too much of the striking and Masvidal might be able to catch him because Usman did get caught against Burns, but I think Usman knew what he had to do to win that fight and knew the risks and uh, was able to compose himself. Against Masvidal, he knows that if he gets in trouble on the feet, he could just take him down and control him there. So I like Usman. I think he may even be able to, you know, with his pressure and his wrestling threat, may even be able to land some nice strikes. I know his striking is improving, because he's working with Trevor Whitman and sparring with Justin Gaethje. And I think that that's great for him. Um, so I'm going to go with my main event pick for, with Usman. And uh, I'm excited to see this fight. But I'm also excited because I think that it'll allow the division to move on. You know, it'll allow them to move on from, you know, Masvidal. You know, Masvidal being a journeyman in my in my opinion. Now... Um, also it allow the division to move on because I think Covington res- deserves a rematch. You know, he's the number one contender. Kamaru's starting to, he basically wiped out the division. He's starting to come through guys again twice. So I think Covington should get it next. We'll see how this fight goes and goes from there. Um, but, you know, moving on to this co-main event, and I'd say this is the most tricky fight to pick. Uh, Zhang Weili versus Rose Namajunas in the women's stri- straw weight division. This is a title fight. Um, God, this is hard, you know, because you look at that fight between Weili and Joanna John Jacek, and it was an absolute war, and both women took so much damage, and it was such a nice striking fight. Now, I will say I think Rose's striking might be a little more crisp uh, then Joanna and she might be able to go out from the outside and pick people apart a little bit better. You know, Nami Yunus obviously beat Joanna twice. Um, but Wei Li hits so hard. And the one thing I will say about Joanna is I think she's more durable than Nami Yunus. You know, you look at Nami Yunus's fight last fight against Andrade in that third round, she got beat up. And uh, I feel like, you know, in a five-round fight against someone who hits just as hard in Wei Li, it's going to be very hard to to continue five rounds like that. 
Um, and I think Wei Li is going to put pressure on right from the beginning. And if Nami Yunus can't keep the outside and finish her within, within three, I think she'll start to wilt and uh, get beat up a little bit. So, you know, that's really how I see it. I see Nami Yunus winning fast or Wei Li maybe even winning fast, but eventually beating her down and, you know, winning. And if, you know, Rose can keep tough and stay through, then... Whaley might win a decision. Maybe she could get Rose out. You know, I typically, when I predict a fight like this, I typically wouldn't go with Whaley, if I'm being honest. I don't know why. I just wouldn't. Uh, and I would go with the underdog and Nama Yunus. And I, I like Rose a lot. I love her camp. I uh, love Trevor Whitman, her coach. Um, but I'm going to go with Whaley here. You know, I think. She's very, very good. And after her beating Joanna with the way it was, I, I thought that was a very close fight. I even thought Joanna may have been able to win that fight. But, uh, you know, seeing that and knowing Rose just doesn't have the same durability. And I think it's hard to put away Whaley. You know, Joanna uh, caught her with a lot of great strikes and couldn't put her out. I think it's going to be hard for Nami Yunus, although Rose is very, very good with her strikes, and she can even throw in some submission game. But, you know, Whaley has one loss, and that was her very first fight, and she's won ever since. She's 21-1, and one, so think about that. Uh, Rose is 10-4. and four. Rose is very good, been world champion before. But uh, I don't know. I have a hunch feeling that Whaley is going to win, and I feel like if I were to pick Rose, I kind of... I, I've done a lot of this where I pick the right fighter when I first see the matchup and then I switch my prediction. And that's what this would have been. I, if I went with Rose, my first initial thought who's going to win would have been Whaley. I feel like she's the more scary fighter in this, so I'm going to go with her. Now, uh, I, I, I will probably root for Rose, though, if I'm being honest and if that makes any sense. But uh, my pick, my championship title fight pick will be Wei Li in that straw weight women's division now moving on another women's title fight in the flyweight division you have the stunning Valentina Shevchenko 20 and 3 defending her belt once again against this time newcomer to the division not so much newcomer but Jessica Andrade you know she her last fight defeating a very reputable flyweight in uh Caitlin Chuchakian and you know finished her with a hard hard body shot and put a stamp on why you know she you know is moving up to the flyweight division and uh you know really proved her right to get this title fight against Valentina Shevchenko now I will say Jessica Andrade you know she's like a pit bull a little bit you know she's a little smaller uh She's 5'1", Valentina Shevchenko's 5'5", but Jessica Andrade packs some, some power and, and is, uh, you know, pretty stocky for her, her weight. You know, she typically was fighting at straw weight, you know, used to be the champ there, and uh, now moving up a weight class. So we'll weigh in at 125 pounds instead of 115. But, you know, when you look at this stylistically, Shevchenko's just so good everywhere, you know what I mean? And uh, I think she's going to be a little bit more fast. I think she has great power. Uh, I think Andrade may have a slight bit more of power, but I think Shevchenko's technique is just a little bit too good. And I think she's going to look at how Rose fought Andrade and, and kind of follow that blueprint. 
And uh, I think Shevchenko is going to just be one of those rocks in this division that Jessica Andrade hasn't faced yet. And I'm going to go with Shevchenko. I really think until someone beats her, there's no reason to pick against her. Um, but, you know, I'd say that if anyone were to, you know, pose an interesting threat that Shevchenko hasn't really seen, it's probably Andrade just because in Shevchenko's last fight, she was put up against the cage a little bit and uh, it looked like there there might be a blueprint for her to lose and Andrade does well in the clinch and has some power. So I think for Andrade to win this fight, she would need to press Shevchenko up against the fence and try and land some bombs. And maybe get Shevchenko on her back. But the problem is, is Valentina's so good in open space. She has such great striking. She has good grappling. She's able to get up. Uh, she's such a well-rounded fighter that it's going to be hard to do that for five rounds if you don't put Shevchenko away. So I see Shevchenko winning this fight. And, uh, you know, I think Andrade is tough. She could go the five rounds. But wouldn't be surprised if Shevchenko, you know, gets a knockout here. Uh, just because of how crisp her strikes are. So my other, my third title pick will be Shevchenko, and it's interesting because I'm picking all three champions to retain their titles, which doesn't always happen, but we shall see. Moving on, in the middleweight division, we are going to get Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman, and this fight for both fighters is a, somewhat of a must-win uh, maybe not even somewhat. It might be a must win. You know, Chris Weidman is a guy who always thinks that if he, you know, gets a good strand of wins, he could maybe make a title run. And I truly believe he actually could. And I know he believes that he has four fights left on his contract. And, you know, he wants to win this one, win a contenders fight, fight for the belt and then defend it once and then retire. Uriah Hall, I know Somewhat feels the same way. I don't know necessarily uh, how many fights he has left on his contract, but I know he thinks that if he can pick up a win, pick up a win against a top contender, he may be close to fighting for the belt. So for both guys, they're in a very similar situation. They win this fight, win one more, and could potentially be fighting for the belt depending on who you know they beat. Now, stylistically this is just an intense matchup to to break down because Uriah Hall has great striking but he's very hesitant sometimes uh Chris Weidman has solid striking but you know he knows that he has a pedigree in the grappling department and I think that's where he wants to take Uriah Hall here Hall's gonna be a, probably a little bit faster with the strikes and more explosive um, you know, both fighters are similar in height. Chris Weidman has a two inch height advantage and the reach is basically the same. And Uriah Hall has an inch and a half reach advantage. You know, it, it's going to be a tough one. I could see it going either way. I think if both fighters were to fight 10 times, it might be split 50, 50, if I'm being honest. Um, both fighters have had some mental up and downs, you know, some great winning streaks and then some losses that hinder, uh, their, their uprise, uh, Weidman, you know, used to be champion and then had a little bit of a downfall. Uriah Hall was thought to be one of going to be one of the best fighters ever. And then, you know, kind of had a couple losses and, and dipped that trail. Oh man, this is such a hard, hard fight to pick. Um, cause I, you know, the way I see is Uriah Hall kind of finishes Chris Weidman or Weidman takes Uriah Hall down and can kind of just dominate him there. 
And the thing is, is I don't know if Uriah Hall is going to be able to pull the trigger. He really, it took him a while to pull the trigger against his last fight against Anderson Silva. Now, I know that was a five-round fight, so it gave him a lot of time to do so. But, you know, this is a three-round fight. If he doesn't pull the trigger in the first two rounds, it could be, you know, he, he's going to have to finish Chris Weidman. I don't really see Uriah Hall winning a decision. Watch him win a decision. But, um this is tough. I'm probably going to go with Weidman. I think if he gets in trouble, he's going to just lean on that wrestling. I think his game plan is going to be go go to the wrestling and, and try and dominate uh, Uriah Hall. So I'm going to go with Weidman. We will see. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Uriah Hall wins. I you know Like I said, I think it could go 50-50. And for the first fight of the night on the main card... We get in the light heavyweight division, Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. And I think this is, you know, a very underrated fight. Jimmy Crute is an absolute animal. He's a scary human being coming up in this light heavyweight division. He's very, very good. He's 12-1. and one, But he's facing a guy who has seen it all in Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith is 34-16. and 16. He's been in there with the greatest of all time in John Jones. He's been in there with great strikers, great grapplers. Uh, he's been there. He's been at the top. He's been, you know, on the bottom climbing up. He's been in Jimmy Crute's spit, you know, spot. Um, you know, Anthony Smith is a great guy and he, he, I love his outlook on fighting and life. He recently said, you know, I, in my last fight against Clark, you know, I went down and fought a guy who's super far down in the ranks. You know, I didn't really need to do that necessarily. Um, he did take a couple of losses to some guys who are ranked higher, you know, and he said, you know, you're, I've realized in this sport, you're either climbing or you're defending, you know, you're either the champion defending or you're climbing to the championship or you're defending your spot. And Anthony Smith here is defending his spot. And I really like that. He said that because you know what, he did take a couple of losses to some up and coming contenders. He was trying to climb. Other guys were trying to climb. He lost to them. And now he needs to defend his spot against these young, up-and-coming, hungry guys. So I really like that mindset. And uh, after this win, I think he thinks that he will, um, you know, start climbing again. And he is. A gr- I think it's a great spot if you're a betting guy as an underdog. And Anthony Smith, I think, you know, he's a very well-rounded fighter. Um, it's just so hard because I know Jimmy Crute has such good power and... You know, it is a three-round fight, I will say, though. So Anthony Smith may be able to, look, you know, put a lot of pressure on in the first two rounds. And if he needs the coast in the third, he can. You know, I think there's a couple question marks for Jimmy Crew. We know he has power. We maybe hasn't, haven't seen him all over uh, as far as in every department in mixed martial arts, at least in the UFC. Um, Anthony Smith obviously is very, very well-rounded in, in jiu-jitsu and striking. Um, so this is a tough one, man. You know, initially my pick was Jimmy Crute because I liked his power and I thought that, you know, Anthony Smith just, his headspace, I wasn't sure where it was at. Yeah, he just won his last fight, but he was on a little bit of a decline and I thought Crute has a good you know, incline going on and he's got good power and I think he's big and big guys seem to give Anthony Smith a little bit of a problem, but I like Smith's mindset and he's not afraid of Crute and he said it. He goes, you know, I don't think Jimmy Crute's ever been in there with anyone who's not scared of him. So I'm changing my pick on the spot if I'm being honest with you. Um, 
I was going with crew. I really liked him. I thought we were going to see some, maybe some new things because Anthony Smith is such a veteran and that uh, he'd bring him to some places where he's never been and we'd see him and uh, we'd see crew, you know, overcome those, those question marks. And um, we'd see, you know, some good things in crew. And I think we may, you know, I think crew very well could win, but I'm going to go with Anthony Smith here and I'm going to go by decision. I think if there is a stoppage, I think, you know, maybe he submits Kroot, but I think Kroot may stop him. Um, but I'm going to go with Smith by decision. We'll see how that works out. I may have just talked myself into picking a different guy. I was originally going to go with Kroot, but we will see. Um, yeah, man, that's the main card. It's so stacked. I'm so psyched. This is going to be awesome. Uh, this is one of the best cards in a while, at least in my opinion. Uh, maybe not so much the under cards with the prelims but this main card is just unbelievably stacked and yes there is two women's title fights but they're going to be bangers i i just know it um so yeah you know i'm not going to go into the prelims because this video is getting long enough and there's some names that i'm not too familiar with so i don't want to give you guys false information i will give a recap of this fight after it happens at the beginning of next week enjoy the fights guys i know i am thank you guys for tuning in this was episode 57 it's april 22nd catch you guys later